This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, April 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Voluntary drought actions coalesce. Pollinator grants get snipped. Russian River Community pioneers voluntary conservation. Water rights holders along the Russian River in Northern California have formed a steering committee to develop a program of more equitable and voluntary water cutbacks. The aim is to counter the State Water Board's blunt tool of curtailment orders, which can lead to significant impacts to local economies. Under the program, senior water right holders would agree to divert less water to ensure some portion for junior diverters to maintain their needs. The committee includes tribal interests, agriculture groups, municipalities, various other entities. If successful, the committee could serve as a model for drought-plagued watersheds throughout the state. This is not something that was born overnight. This is not something that is perfected, cautioned Devin Jones, executive director of the Mendocino County Farm Bureau. Speaking at a board workshop last week, Jones explained that there was no template for a program like this. While the committee launched in 2020, it was not able to get the program together in time for the 21 irrigation season, and the board stepped in with curtailments. The committee hopes the board will incorporate the voluntary program as a parallel track within the drought regulation schedule for readoption next month. Overhead costs an issue for pollinator grants. CDFA is preparing to launch a new pollinator habitat program with $15 million in state funding. Yet the California Farm Bureau is already raising, quote, a major concern over the spending. In a CDFA science advisory panel meeting last week, policy advocate Katie Little pointed out that other grant programs work directly with farmers while this instead funds third-party organizations like nonprofits and resource conservation districts. According to CDFA staff, up to 18% of each grant would cover administrative costs, while up to a quarter of the funding could cover indirect costs. We just think that fund money could be better utilized, actually serving more acreage and putting in these pollinator habitats, said Little. Texas Governor lifts enhanced border inspections. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced Friday an immediate halt to the state's enhanced inspections of Mexican trucks that have been delaying U.S. imports of fruits and vegetables as well as U.S. exports of poultry to Mexican buyers for more than a week. Abbott, after explaining that he had reached a new security deal with Mexican border states, said at a press conference that cross-border traffic returned to normal Friday. The Fresh Produce Association of the Americas had estimated that Abbott's inspections, which took place after the cargo had already been inspected by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, resulted in produce losses of $240 million. The Texas governor said he had put the inspections in place April 6th to address Mexican cartels that were smuggling drugs and people. It led to Mexican truckers blocking traffic on the Mexican side of the border at one of the busiest crossings. 
as we are speaking at this moment, all these bridges are open back up to normal trafficking. All the goods that used to go from one country to the other at a very rapid pace, they're moving at that rapid pace as we speak right now, Abbott said. Still, he warned the threat to trade is not over, and he pledged to maintain vigilance to reinstate the measures or even shut down bridges completely if he's not satisfied that security is tight enough. Grower groups file amicus in Supreme Court Waters case. U.S. farm groups have joined numerous other groups who have filed amicus briefs supporting a pair of Idaho landowners challenging the definition of waters of the U.S. in the Clean Water Act. The American Farm Bureau Federation and grower groups filed a brief Friday backing Chantel and Michael Sackett, who were uh, who were but are no longer subject to an enforcement action for filling wetlands on their property. The Supreme Court will be reviewing whether the Ninth Court of Appeals properly upheld the federal government's test for determining whether those wetlands were jurisdictional. For growers, quote, whether the land they farm or for which they produce farm critical nutrients includes waters of the United States is a question of enormous practical importance, the groups say in their brief. They need certainty on that question to adequately manage their land in a financially and environmentally sustainable manner. The case is expected to be argued this summer. Feeding America asked Congress for additional food assistance support. A major anti-hunger organization is asking Congress to increase funding for the emergency food assistance program and extend child nutrition waivers to help with rising food inflation rates. Feeding America, which is comprised of over 200 food banks in the U.S., said on a press release Friday it would like to see Congress allocate an additional $900 million to TFAP, a program that allows the USDA to purchase foods and allocate them to state agencies for distribution. The group also asked legislators to consider purchasing foods with Commodity Credit Corporation funding and using authority under Section 232, which allows Congress to take some funding from customs receipts and purchase surplus commodities to obtain resources for additional USDA nutrition program food purchases. Now take note, the group says its member food banks are paying 40% more for food purchases than in 2021. At the same time, over 85% of Feeding America's 200-member food banks have reported seeing the demand for food assistance increase or stay the same. Here's today's They Said It. States should not be stripped of their authority to mitigate the harm that inhumane farm animal confinement poses to animals, people, and the environment. Those are the words of Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, Alex Padilla of California, Cory Booker of New Jersey, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, in a letter urging Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack to support Proposition 12 before the Supreme Court. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, April 18th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.